This is The Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott, presented by Big O Tires. Stop by your locally owned Big O Tires for no credit needed financing and the best prices on tires. Big O Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Big Show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Uh, We've got an official update on Mike Conley. Gordon, uh, coming out, he is officially questionable for tomorrow night's game number two. That sounds overly optimistic. No, no, it is not. All right, uh, let's get out of the zone phone. His appearance every week on the show is brought to you by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. He's the radio voice of the Utah Jazz. He is David Locke. David, what's going on? Not much, guys. How are you? That was fun last night. It was fun. A lot of energy in the building, uh, and uh, yeah, it's great to have that kind of playoff vibe back in this town. We we kind of need it, right? Well, I mean, I think yeah. I mean, I think there's a lot to it, right? Like I've I have found all these fan moments very emotional in the sense that you, you know, you're both back. There's a sign that you're back. You know, getting back to normalcy as well as just you know getting to getting to watch basketball, but. The collect we've we had very few collective moments together, and now we're finally having collective moments, and that's pretty great. Speaking of moments, uh, David, what could be drawn from that final play with Rudy Gobert defending Marcus Morris and blocking his shot? What can one draw from that? Well, I mean, actually, if you've watched the Jazz, it's not new. He's done that numerous times. Rudy has just an, is really one of the brightest players out there, and his understanding of time and score he always has been he's you know we've seen him block that actually same corner a few times tyloo's quote after the game was really strange like we would never take rudy off the floor and, and by the way if the clippers would like to take every shot for the whole series with rudy guarding the guy with the ball i'm up for it i'm good i think we'll be all right if that's well case. you're the one that pointed out to us david that uh, when he closes on three-point shooters the percentage drops uh, dramatically right. And Paul George tried one late. You know, it's like Paul George had him lined up. That's one of the best one-on-one players in the league. Paul George tried a bunch of stuff, didn't have anywhere to go, took a pull-up three and missed it. Like, it took, one, like, one of the harder shots in the league, and it's a lot harder when the guy who's guarding has got a 9-7 standing reach. So um, I thought that final play was just really well executed by the Jazz. It shows you that, you know, they just were in the moment. They were – the level of focus, despite fatigue, was, was exceptional. Um, so I, I thought it was terrific. David Locke is uh, with us here on 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Uh, David, I'm God, I'm trying to find the exact quote from Ty Lue, and of course I went away from it. But uh, today after practice, he essentially said he called Rudy Gobert the best rim defender in the league, which is something that we hear often from lots of coaches. But he also added that Rudy Gobert is the best pick-and-roll defender in the league, which I certainly agree with, but we don't hear a whole lot of people outside of our kind of sphere here say. But then added that that was the reasoning that the Clippers were going to have to make some big adjustments. I guess what's your what's your reaction to Coach Lou's opinion? Well, that's a pretty interesting comment. That's a pretty revealing comment. Um, so the Jazz are, I'll check my numbers and make sure I'm right here, but I'll pull out the playoff manifesto while we're chatting and, and look at it. Um, but I believe that the um, – should I, like, publish the playoff manifesto and, like, sub-stack or something and try to make money? Um you know, if you look at what's interesting here is that 
and, and there's a bunch of things here in the series that kind of have to give. So when you look at these two teams and what they do, let's start with the Clippers offensively. Um, so the Clippers offensively on pick and rolls, they run the eighth most in the NBA. They're the second best at it in the entire league. Well, the Jazz allow the eighth fewest, and they're the best at defending it. So if Ty Lue's going to make some substantial changes, which I'm assuming is one of two things, go away from the pick and roll or play exclusively pick and pop, trying to open up three-point shooters, getting Rudy out of the middle. If, he, if he's doing the first, it's like that's where Rudy's greatest value is. Like, do they suddenly not run nearly the same amount of picks that they run on an average game? Because we see it all the time. Teams this year, as the year went on, just simply stopped engaging Rudy Gobert in the pick and roll. And, and so that first number I gave there, that the Jazz defend the eighth fewest pick and rolls in the league, well, that's just because it's not like they Jazz played the same 29 teams, right, that everybody else did. So all that is is that teams are like, yeah, we just can't play pick and roll against these guys. Like, it just doesn't work. We just, it's not going to happen. So, I, you know, I'll be interested to keep an eye on that. Um, scanning the numbers here, last night the Clippers ran only 56 picks. That seems super low to me. I'll have to look up what their season average is, um, and I, I do have that somewhere here. Um, but, you know, for them to only run 56 picks in a game seems incredibly low to me for what they usually um, – what I would suspect that they run in the game because that, that, so that tells me that they moved away from it. Now they're going to have to make some adjustments probably maybe in, you know, we don't know what he's saying, but maybe he's saying they need to get back to it. Their average picks on a given game offensively is 74. So they just went from running great, you know, great pickup, Jake. Thank you. I didn't have this. This will be a major part of my broadcast tomorrow. They went from running 74 picks a game to running 56 last night. That's a big change. That's, you know, and that's where Rudy changes games that you don't even notice. Here's the quote, just to be fair. Uh, uh, Tyler said, quote, Rudy Gobert is the best rim protector in the league and the best pick-and-roll defender in the league, so we have to be smart. We have to adjust our game to play against Utah, unquote. Well, their pick-and-roll was terrible last night. Yeah. I mean, I think their pick-and-roll, I don't have the numbers, but I just watched it, and I'm going to rewatch the game tonight. But their pick-and-roll, which is, you know, as I just said, which a minute ago I told you, the Clippers pick and roll this year is what the second best in the NBA going against the best defensive team in the NBA on pick and rolls. They were not, they, they were not good last night. Like I, I don't have the numbers, but I'll promise you if during the, you know, if during the regular season, a good pick and roll team would average, you know, 1.05 or something like that uh, points per pick and roll. I would guess they were, yeah, I don't know. I mean, but they were nowhere close to that last night. They were, yeah, I don't know. I don't, I'm making it up now, but you know they're not they're not good. They were not good last night at pick and roll. David, your characterization of what you saw out of Donovan Mitchell, especially in that second half, and and before you answer that, let me just say that as I heard and watched his post game interview, Donovan didn't talk about his great game, he talked about the mistakes he made and the improvements he was uh, looking forward to making. I don't know. I was just, maybe I'm a sucker for that stuff, but I I was impressed by his attitude. Well, okay, so his attitude is one of two things, both of which are fine. So there's not a sucker here. So one, he's being 100% transparent and truthful and authentic, which he seems to have been in all conversations, okay? 
The other is that he's just really well programmed and that he's saying the right things. Okay, I'm fine with both. Right? Because the other choice is I come up and talk about how great I am and I carried my team and I deserve and I should be defensive player of the year and I deserve this and I deserve that and I should be. That was a Ben Simmons shot for people who didn't catch that one right there. I got that. Um, If you're like a little slow to the game and didn't catch that, I was like, that was a little petty and vindictive dagger to Ben Simmons. But like, I should be recognized more. This proves that I'm an elite. Like, there was none of that. Like, so that's the other choice. And there are guys in this league who, who can do that. There aren't many, if we're perfectly honest about it. These guys are all pretty darn good about this kind of stuff but um you know or you could be the guy who goes to every press conference with an excuse of why the world's against you um and we'll see that hopefully for a minimum of three more times this press con- these press conferences that was a shot too but i'll leave out who it was at david Locke is uh, with us here at 97.5 the astute listener is going to get a little extra out of this interview today if you're in playoff <laughs> form and you're playoff ready, I'll give you a little extra texture today. What did you think about the game plan against Kawhi? Um, I'd have to rewatch the game to know what the game plan was. How's that? Um, I thought the most interesting thing about it was that Boyan Bogdanovich was guarding him and Royce O'Neal was guarding um, Paul George. And what's really interesting about that is if you go over the last two years, when Boyan Bogdanovich has guarded Kawhi Leonard, Kawhi Leonard has shot four of 13. And when Royce O'Neal has guarded, uh, been the primary defender on Paul George over the last two years, he's shot two of 13. So I think they probably went into their data bank a little bit on that one. Um, Royce has done very well on both Kawhi Leonard and on uh, uh, Paul George, but it's an interesting idea that Boyan Bogdanovich, who has certainly not thought of as an elite defensive player, somehow with his body strength and toughness may be able to have some characteristics that are good against Kawhi Leonard. David, do you agree with those who are saying that they thought the Jazz offense was struggling early on because of the absence of Mike Conley and uh, the Jazz were adjusting to that? Or do you think there was something else at play there? Well, I think there's two things. We've seen this all a lot this year where someone comes out, plays a switching style defense, and we get stagnant and we lose our ball movement. And we kind of can't figure out entirely how to attack, and then we're not very good, and then we click in as the game goes on and we get better. And and, and that's what I think our offensive rating was a 144 in the second half and it was 120 from the second quarter on. Like if I was the Clippers, now Donovan was unbelievable, but that I would be a little concerned about that. Um I did think we missed Mike Conley, and I do think that we need Mike Conley if we're going to win the series. Um, I, from what I saw last night, I, I think that Herkley, Herk whatever that word is, very large um, task to win this series without Mike Conley. I think um, the way they're playing, what they're going to force us into, um, Mike Conley is super vital to our well-being in this series. Getting back to the Clippers' adjustments for a second, uh, David, any idea what what those might be? Will they go away from the small ball lineup? Will we see more Zubats? Uh, Ty Lue also said today we'll see more Patrick Beverly and DeMarcus Cousins. I mean, what uh, what adjustments do you think we can expect? Well, here's what's so fascinating to me about the Clippers, and I haven't covered them all year, so I have to probably be a little careful of making some comments. But so in the so they started the other night with Reggie Jackson, Nicholas Batum, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, Marcus Morris, right? Right. So that lineup played 52 possessions together in the entire regular season. 52. Mm. It played 188 possessions in the playoffs against Dallas. So 
if that's who they are now, they're literally going through an identity change in the midst of the playoffs. That's pretty fascinating. That lineup played about five, six minutes to open the game. It returned for about two minutes in the third quarter, and it only lasted about three minutes to open the third quarter. And in that time period last night, so if I got that right, that's about 11 minutes, I think, that they played combined, which is probably the most any five-man lineup played all year. It's why starters are really important, despite what coaches say. Um, they were a minus seven in those minutes with that lineup on the floor last night. So what do they do now? Do they go back to it? Probably, because Marcus Morris went one of ten, and he's not going to likely go one of ten again, and so they probably aren't going to be minus seven. But it is interesting that, like, they started this this new identity, this small ball team with this new now. If they're going to suddenly, you know, if we're going to see DeMarcus Cousins more and Zubak more, I guess um, they can do that. But it's interesting to me, like, and the one reason if I was Tyrell Lou that I might not have started that lineup is exactly, like, I don't know what your adjustment out of that is. I mean, it was really interesting. Terrence Mann doesn't play in the fourth quarter last night. Luke Kennard plays the final 17 minutes of the game last night. Like it's, you know, Patrick Beverly didn't sniff in the second half last night. And now you say you're going to play him more. Patrick Beverly didn't play the second quarter either. Like to me, it's one attribute to the Clippers on how much depth they have. And that maybe they have too many guys. It's, it's also a little strange to me that you would be that ill-defined at this moment. Maybe you just have so much talent you can do it in other ways. The, the third scenario that's probably worth throwing out there with no backing at all, and I'm totally being uh, you know hyperbolic here, but like sometimes when you see coaches playing guys strangely, it's because the locker room's not great and you're trying to get them reengaged. I don't think that's the case here with the team. If they had a bad locker room, I don't think they get they would get past Dallas. Um, and from everything I've heard, they've solved their locker room issues of a year ago. So to me, I don't think that's the issue, but it's it's the characteristics are similar. Well, David, thank you very much for dropping by. As always, look forward to seeing you here at the arena coming up tomorrow. Gordon. Yes, sir. Was that adequate? Was it, that it, playoff ready? It was. It was. Okay. I always okay. enjoy the conversation, David. That's, I, I got to make sure. So once a long time ago, I, I did the interviews in the fear of letting down Austin Horton. And I, I've moved past that, and I'm now <laughs> in the fear of letting down Gordon Moss. Not at all. In fact, I don't know if you knew this, uh, Jake, but when David was here the first time and then he left, do you know I wrote a column about him? I didn't know know that. I didn't remember this, and somebody's doing a story on me, and they brought up all the quotes you had in that story. And it was, um, and some of my quotes in that story were strange. Um, It's an interesting one. Well, yeah, a little bit. Like, I basically called myself a nasty word. Maybe I was. You were young then. Now you're now was, you're a veteran. I was a little more I was a little more bombastic than I am now. That's, that's, Shall we go with that? That's the way. <laughs> that's probably better than what you called yourself the first time, right? Yeah, I think I had seven letters. <laughs> uh, uh, Start in front of the alphabet and then work your way through the rest of the word. Yeah. Okay. New York Times crossword puzzles right here with Jake and Gordon. Every day, <laughs> four to seven on twelve eighty the zone, ninety seven five. Oh man. Mm-hmm. Thank you, David. Oh. <laughs> we appreciate it. Jeff. All right. See you.
David Locke, radio voice of the Utah Jazz. His appearance every week brought to you by our friends at the Murdoch Auto Group. They're going to go away from the pick and roll. I think David's right about that. I think what that's they, one of the they, big what, adjustments. What, what will they do? Probably more ISO, I'd guess. All right. But they, they're they still going to have to deal with Rudy. Yeah, there's, I mean, they're going to have to deal with him in a different way. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, what do I know? But I'd go with more of a big on the court, maybe Zubats or Boogie or whatever, and put him in the dunk spot so Rudy can't help his easily. Right. Yeah, and that's what we've seen teams try that. Yeah. Oh, we've seen it work effectively. In fact. Yes. Uh, so when when the when the Jazz perimeter defenders don't stay between their man and the basket. Yeah. And Rudy's so good at closing out to the three, he can help in the paint. And still get out, as we saw in the last play of the game, and still get out and affect a three-point shot. So, I mean, he's just so good at that. I think he may have to stick a big down in the dunk spot to keep Rudy glued in when uh, when Kawhi or Paul George or whomever gets into the paint. I wonder if that's weird for a team that uh, has relied upon the three-point shot so much this year. You know? Yeah. Spending a resource that way. All right. Uh, we will get to uh, more coming up next. Stay tuned. It's the Big Show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. It's half past the hour and time to talk Utah Jazz. Oh, Donovan! This is your Jazz at 30 update. Ring the 30-point bell. Jazz now up on the Clippers. One game to none after they beat the Clippers last night. 112 to 109. Donovan Mitchell, 45 points on 16 of 30 shooting. He was just fantastic. Got 32 in the second half alone. Dwayne Wade, of course, now part owner of the Utah Jazz, was on the sidelines. Donovan talked about uh, what he likes having Dwayne Wade right there. I continuously ask him what he sees. I know what I see, but sometimes you have a different perspective, especially sitting on the floor like that, like being able to see what he sees in his mind. Um, you know, it's great to have you have your coaching staff, you have your players, and then you have a guy like a Hall of Famer Dwayne Wade to be like, like, what do you see? You know, how, how can I be even more efficient? And, you know, tonight wasn't, it was a good night, you know, but there was definitely some stuff that I missed, you know, that I definitely could be better at. And I think for me, that's, you know, that's really where my head is at. You know, at the end of the day, yeah, 45 is great, but could have easily had eight or nine, even 10 assists. Could have had some rebounds, you know, that I could have definitely changed the game too. No Mike Conley last night for the Jazz. His official status for tomorrow night's Game 2 is questionable. Game 2 here at Vivint Arena will tip off at 8 o'clock. Pre-game coverage from the plaza out front of Vivint Arena begins at 7. This uh, update brought to you by our friends at Mountain Land Supply. You're locked on to The Big Show, presented by Big O' Tires. Just doing it big, you know. Stop by your locally owned Big O' Tires for no credit needed financing. Big O' Tires, the team you trust. This is 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. It's a big show. Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. I want to remind you about our friends at SNS Roofing, your locally owned roof repair experts for a free quote. And for all your roofing needs, call S&S Roofing. Who's going to be the leading scorer for the Clippers tomorrow night? Mm, Zubats. <laughs> what, if that were to happen, what would that mean? 
I don't know. <laughs> Rudy fouled out. Maybe. Bad case of food poisoning. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Uh, Kawhi. Yeah. It's going to be Kawhi. He's their best player. He's their most consistently good player. He's the toughest player to match up against. And although, he's their best defender. Although it was interesting what the Jazz yeah, that covers. Yeah, what the Jazz did going with uh, and Locke talked about this uh, going with Bogdanovich on him more and Royce on Paul George. I I did not think that that would be the case, but you know we heard Ryan Miller when he joined us from KSL.com compliment Bogdanovich. He he defended with vigor, which maybe wasn't all that predictable. Well, I mean, Joe Ingles and Paul George. I mean that's fun stuff, right? Well, yeah, but, uh, you, you know, how much did, uh, you know, well, you saw Royce spend a lot of time on Paul, too. Yeah. It wasn't just all Paul. And, and I, you know what, I still am, am clinging to the notion that because Rudy Gobert is Rudy Gobert, that those guys can take chances and play physical and be right up in their business all the time. That's why if you're a perimeter defender for the Jazz, you've got, I mean. <laughs> you got to love Rudy. Yes. Yeah. 100%. Same with, with the late, great Mark Eaton. Yep. Ask John Stockton about that. He makes his teammates look good by not making them look bad. Would John Stockton <laughs> be the all-time steals leader if he hadn't played so many years with Mark Eaton? Oh, man, that's an interesting question. Probably not. I mean, that's the kind of confidence that it builds in you that you can take a few chances. I don't know if the coaches really encourage that, but... Uh, you certainly can. Oh, I think they encourage it. Absolutely. I just, what we were talking about before about, you said, putting a player in the dunking position, uh, how frustrating that must be for Rudy at times when he really does end up having to cover two or three guys. Yeah, and that guy in the dunking spot gets a dunk, and yeah. everybody goes, oh, look, Rudy, yeah, why yeah. is having a bad game? That's <laughs> true. When it has nothing to do with him because he's helping, and then the guard doesn't get down and... <laughs> Cut off that pass or foul the guy or whatever you got to yeah. do, you know? Mm-hmm. Help the helper, as they say. Indeed. Well, I mean, this is this is the beauty of a best-of-seven series. Now we, we see what happened last night. We see the adjustments the Clippers make. You and I walked right by the, the Clippers as they were practicing out on the floor here at Vivint Arena on our way into the studio. Hey, by the way, we didn't look in. At least I didn't. I don't want to get in trouble. I did. I kind of... Yeah, sneak the peek. You did? No. No, I'm not about cheating. I don't play for the Astros. Do you take some video? Do we need to confiscate your phone? I'm uh, shipping this off to Quinn Snyder later. You know, you're gonna, Gordon, you to throw it in a pond like uh, Tom Brady? <laughs> you just said shipping your phone to Quinn Snyder. It's, it's not... 1985 anymore, Gordon. You can you, there's a thing called email or text or uh, you know, airdrop, airdrop, all sorts of of interesting convenience. Yeah, but see that way is not secure enough. But then you yourself are without a telephone. Not secure enough to have it shipped to him. That means it's changing more hands, more mm-hmm. chain of custody there. Right. Well, I was kidding. Uh, I don't think so. Security. It was Gordon. You're not, not that funny. No, it wasn't me. <laughs> but uh, isn't that what everyone says? That if you if you text or you do things electronically, that uh, that can all be tracked. Yeah, I think there are ways. I mean, what's the thing that Apple is advertising on their phone? Is it Apple about the uh, mind your own business ad? Have you seen those commercials? It's kind of creepy, isn't it? 
Yeah, you trust Apple? Yeah, I just, that's what I'm going to say. Chairman G is well, pu- reading everything you're doing. <laughs> you push a button and everybody disappears that are following you around. Sure they do. Don't they? Sure. What's that search engine that supposedly uh, won't let people in? Bing. Uh, QAnon.com, I believe. <laughs> no. Isn't there a duck in there somewhere or something? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that. Ask Jeeves. Ask Jeeves. Oh, yeah. Lycos. Which usually just takes you to Google. Yeah. says, I couldn't find it, but here's Google. Do you have Alexa at home? Nope. Do you, Austin? Uh, we have a Google Home. Okay. Well, you got something that's a listening device. Yeah, I've got a cell phone. <laughs> I, I've given up all my privacy. Yeah. All right. We're all right. We're not paranoid. We have, you know, we're not. We, you know, nobody cares about us. They're always watching. Hmm. All right. I'm sorry. You left me behind in this conversation a long time. You're, ago. you're the one who is. I mean, you're, you're worried about these things in a big way. And you Maybe asked me we'll, if I had an Alexa. I told you no. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But you do have a cell phone. I do have a cell phone. That is true. So you're being tracked. Yeah, probably. Who's tracking you? Uh, they. Jeff Bezos. <laughs> the others. Okay. Why does Jeff Bezos want to know what you're up to? He wants to know what everybody, everybody's up to, Gordo. <laughs> okay. Fact. All right. All right. He somehow knows when I'm out of toilet paper. Boy, and who would you know, who would have thought back when all he was doing was slinging books, you know, it would end up this way. All right, enough of this nonsense. You were saying you got some basketball in there somewhere? Did I? <laughs> I don't know. I'm just glad I prepared a cut here. Who yeah, I don't think it? I don't think we're gonna get to Booner nope. here. No. No, let's do it. Sorry, Ron. No, let's do it right now. We uh, talked about Jeff Bezos. No, 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 let's go right now. We definitely now. do not it's have six time. Six minutes. Oh, it's yeah. okay. We can do it. Not really. We can fit that in. Yeah, we finish at forty-seven all the time. Let's go. No. It's your world. I'm just living in yeah, it. Yeah, let's do it. Okay. You've been in that arena for some crazy games. Uh, you saw, you know, NBA Finals games. You've seen them all. Uh, but last night, that place was rocking. Just how much fun was it for you? It was loud, man. It, it was perfect for the for the basketball game, that's for sure. You know what What I enjoy, though, is, is when the Jazz get on a roll uh, and they're, they're making shots and they're moving the basketball and, and all of a sudden – Donovan or Joe or Boyan pulls up to shoot a three. And, and it's more so with Clarkson, though, because they just never know when it's going to go in and when it's not. <laughs> it seems like the whole, the whole arena stands up, you know, and they're just waiting to, to just just let it out. And to, that just lets me know they're, they're really involved in, in the basketball game. And they get it to the point where they just love the three-point shot. That's what the Jazz do well. Ron, I, I know you've watched a lot of block shots in your life as well. And obviously, Rudy Gobert kind of goading Marcus Morris or goading Kawhi Leonard into pushing that to the corner, dropping all the way down into the paint, and then recovering, jumping, and then recovering again. Take me through the difficulty. How, how many people could actually make that block at the end of that game? And take me through the difficulty of what you saw Rudy do in that, in that final block. That's what's so great about Rudy is the way he can recover. Uh, he can be, be beaten and recover 
and, and still intimidate or block a shot or change a shot, or those type of things. But leading up to that, Hans, is, is, was the defense of about three guys. Uh, Joe Ingles was involved in that, you know, where they had to go out and, and because I think it was Kawhi Leonard that was going to shoot a three. Joe gets right up his chest to the point where he couldn't elevate to shoot the shot, had to throw it back to the corner to, uh, to, to Morris, who is their best catch-and-shoot three-point shooter on the team. The last five ball games, he was 15 for 27, and most of those shots come from, from that corner. But not too many players could do that. But when you have in a situation where there's not a lot of time on the clock, you know they don't have time to put the ball on the floor to shoot. You know they don't have time to even attempt to drive to the basket. So that was right where Rudy needed him, right where, where he wanted him to be, where he could block the shot. It, it just, uh, his recovery is sometimes is just unbelievable. Because I got to imagine for a second there, Marcus Morris – you know, slides to the right and think, I got him. He bought the fake, and uh, I'm going to get yeah. a good look here. And then Rudy recovers and swats it right back into his face. I mean, as a shooter, you probably think when you get a big man up in the air like that, all right, I got him. I'm going to get a good look at this. Yeah, for sure. But he, Rudy has so much respect around the league. Um, every team, uh, they try to build their offense, or try to take Rudy away from the basket. You know, the Clippers start – the biggest guy on the floor last night for, for them was six foot eight, you know, and uh, that's because Morris could take, try to take Rudy away from the basket. I thought Quinn had a very good game plan to keep Rudy as close as possible to the basket where he could rebound, intimidate some shots, and still possibly get out and, and challenge a, a, a shooter. Um, this is a fun ball game. This is the time of year where, where the where basketball is just total fun because you played all season long to get to this point. Uh, you got the best record in the NBA. You're the number one seed. You know you're going to get X amount of games here at home in front of your crowd. It just becomes – this is the fun part of the year for me. Just in, in sticking kind of with the Rudy Gobert theme, um, one thing that I was looking at, Ron, was – if the Clippers tried to run small, because I know that they talked a lot about running small, but I know they put Zubox out there a little bit, was getting Rudy Gobert more involved offensively. He had six shots on the night, two of six for just ten points. Is that kind of what you expected offensively from Rudy? Did you expect more production, more push in towards Rudy? And is that something we might see more of in game two? Well, I'm sure there's going to be some adjustments for, to try to get Rudy more involved to the point where they have to respect the role that, and Rudy around around the basket. But I, I think 10 points uh, for Rudy in, in a game like this, uh, and then, you know, obviously he's going to get a double-double. He's going to get 10, 11, 12, maybe as many as 15 rebounds. But I think 10, 10 points is just about right for Rudy in a ball game like this now. If, if Zubak spends a lot of time on the floor, uh, now they can use Zubak and, and Rudy and into, into the pick and roll, uh, and they can get a more a lot of more road rims, rim rolls for you know for Rudy to the point where he can might maybe get 15, 16 points. But I think 10 points is, is just about right uh, for Rudy. But you know a lot of his points came from the free throw line last night there as well. Mm-hmm. 
Rudy, uh, Rudy Gobert, obviously the tremendous block shot. Uh, and Joe Ingles struggled with his shot last night and has struggled with it a little bit throughout the playoffs. But I thought defensively, his ability to recover kind of on that scramble mode with Kawhi Leonard to keep Kawhi from getting a shot off because Kawhi tried to pump fake him and then slide to the right. And uh, Joe didn't buy that. I thought, I thought Joe Ingles defensively was really good, especially on that last possession. Yeah, and again, guys, the 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 important thing here it was the short clock. There's yeah. not a lot of time for a guy to do it a lot with the basketball, put the ball on the floor, and and separate themselves or a couple of dribbles away from him, that type of thing. The short clock really gave the Jazz a chance to just cry. And if you notice how close um, Joe Ingles was to. Uh, to, to Kawhi to the point where he couldn't—he really couldn't elevate. I mean, all yeah. he could do was just get rid of the basketball. But uh, Joe did not score in the second half. He only had one three-point shot in, in uh, the last five ball games for him. And, and that's—I do a lot of gauging last five ball games with with guys shooting, especially from the three. He was seven for twenty going into th- uh, last night's game from the from the three-point line. The last five ball games, he'll get it going. I mean, I, that's a, a shooter that you just don't worry about. And as many good looks as the Jazz get throughout the basketball game, uh, he'll get it going. All right, there you go. That's uh, Ron, our, guy, our guy, Ron Boone, from uh, Hanson Scotty earlier today. Uh, good thoughts, of course, from Booner. want to remind you, speaking of Hanson Scotty, about the Top 60 and 60, it is back on the Zone Sports Network. Listen every day, 1.30. Hanson Scotty will announce another member of the Top 60 players in the state of Utah as we catch down to the start of the college football season. It's the Top 60 and 60 presented by Cypress Credit Union and Icon, only here on the Zone Sports Network. More next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. <laughs> It's a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Thank you very much for making us a part of your day. Uh, let's see here. It is time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. Would you rather hear us blather on or would you rather hear 20 Seconds of Baseball? I'm going with blathering on. No, just kidding. Uh, it's time for 25 Seconds of Baseball, brought to you by our friends at Peach Building Products. For more than 25 years, Peach Building Products has been providing uh, superior quality windows, doors, and customer service to the Wasatch Front. Call them today, 801-566-1255, for all of your window and door needs. It is now time for 20 Seconds of Baseball. And now it's time for 20 Seconds of Baseball with the big show's Austin Horton me, me, right me, here me. on the Zone Sports Network. The Bees wrapped their series in Tacoma last night. We'll open a six-game homestand tomorrow through Tuesday against Albuquerque. Get your tickets at SOBs.com and hear the games on 1280 The Zone. MLB has launched a campaign to crack down on pitchers using substances to change the RPMs on their pitchers. And David Ortiz had successful surgery on a hernia today that were a result of his being shot two years ago in a mistaken identity case. I think you were 19 seconds. That was two years ago, the David yeah, Ortiz was, thing? That, that was that, news to me. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't feel that long ago to me. Did you say on their pitchers or on their pitches? Pitchers on their pitches. Oh, okay. 
Did you see Garrett Cole's answer? Uh, Austin and I off the air have been uh, following the story about the, uh, the the rosin and the sunscreen mixing, and he was asked about that, I think it was yesterday, and his answer was I don't know how pretty to much like, oh, yeah, hmm. <laughs> That's Let's what he see. said, right? How I don't do know I... how to answer that question. After yeah. a bunch of him and Han. If it were in the court, it would have been the Fifth Amendment. Yeah, yeah. it would have been. I'm going to take the Fifth on that. So how many how how rampant is this? Oh, uh, with him, it's very rampant. But because are, also, did you see the numbers of the his uh, yeah, RPMs the next yeah, game? Yeah, yeah, I did see that. <laughs> see, you know what Garrett Cole needs to do is master Gordon's art of changing the subject. You could always tell when Gordon wants to, to is is feeling like he wants to you know like doesn't want to respond to something because all of a sudden it's. Did you did you see what uh, Arby's put on their menu today? Like we'll go from one thing and then all of a sudden it's well I was watching the Home Shopping Network yesterday and who needs a, a, a vacuum that cuts hair? Okay, so <laughs> the Floby. <laughs> so <laughs> so which is what do you put on your hamburgers, Jake? That's what Garrett Cole needs to do. And they ask him that question. You know, you see, well. Uh, I, the, the, I like the the white sunscreen that you put on your nose. That uh, the, the lifeguard the, look. The, the zinc well, okay, oxide. On, Speaking man. of zinc oxide, let me tell you about. Uh, yeah, which is worse, doing that, or saying, why would anybody possibly care about this? That. <laughs> yes, it was more rude. It's more gangster. It's pretty cool. It is it's cool. gutsy to say that to a guy like Gordon. It's less subtle. <laughs> oh, it's as subtle the as day a swinging said, sledgehammer. The day he said it, if you remember the look on his face, he immediately was like, I wish I hadn't said that I out did. loud. I, that yeah, I happen. wish he hadn't said it either. Why would anybody possibly care about this? <laughs> That's the worst thing. That's like Scotty telling another host. That's Scotty telling AJ, see that on off. Well, okay, that might be even worse. (laughs) I told you I regretted saying that. It's one of the worst things you could say because if somebody doesn't engage with you, then, you know. Saying that or calling someone's mother a zealot. I don't know which is worse. Which is worse. That's pathetic. Who would ever do that? I love your mom. (laughs) I apologized for that. Why would anybody possibly care about this? But yet. Somehow, how, why in the world? It's been pointed I, out how mean I am every single day. Why, why would I say that about your mom? I know, but I don't think we really want to revisit this. <laughs> I love your mom. She's one of my favorite people on the planet. Yeah, you went after her for going to church of all things, which is is a new same one. church you go to. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hmm. All right. So, speaking of baseball, all right, stay tuned. We'll have more Big Show coming up next, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Wrapping up a big show, Gordon Monson, Jake Scott, 97.5 and 12.80 The Zone. Why don't you, uh, why don't you uh, leave our listeners with a, your favorite Would You Rather? You're the, you're the master of would you I rather. do love a good would you rather, but I, I don't know if I could ever have a favorite. Have you ever watched <laughs> the YouTube series? You showed me the YouTube oh, series before. They make them do the most awful, awful, disgusting things. It is pretty hilarious. And what they do is they let the internet vote which one should they choose, this or that. Yeah. These two guys then try to guess which one the internet says 
they would do. They do that task. Then they find out if they were right or wrong. If they were wrong, they have to then do the other one, too. Oh, wow. And, and how, how brutal does it get? Oh, the, as brutal as most uh, of it is uh, propositions? Most of it is unerably mentioned. I can't mention it on air. Oh. But the, maybe the one I can mention is they had to deep fry every and eat every item on the McDonald's menu or blend every item on the McDonald's menu and drink it. I'd rather have the deep fried. I think. And yeah, then they bring in nutritionists too. and doctors and they tell them why they should not do any of this, but they have to do it. They guessed wrong and had to do both. Oh. All right. What do they get for it? That, and that's the thing is at the end of the, they get a prize and it's always just something so stupid. Oh, really? Oh. But they're internet famous. All right. Here's my would you rather for you both. All right. All right. This one will be a little different from Austin because he lives a little further away. Would you rather walk home after the show today? <laughs> okay. Or spend a week completely hairless? Uh, no eyebrows, no facial hair, no hair on top, no hair on the just legs. Shaved? Just shaved? Uh, just nair? What do you yeah, just dip yourself in nair and you're just completely Have hairless. Have you ever tried nair? No. no. It's not. It doesn't. It's a, it's a fake thing. It doesn't really work. It doesn't work. But, th- Jake, you're better than this because... We're in radio. What, we're not pri- proud guys. Okay, so that that's not a good one. I like the walk home though because that would yeah, really. No stink. one wants to walk home. Yeah, I'd be okay. How about this? Would you rather walk home from the show today, or hold hands with Austin for twenty four hours? Oh, twenty like twenty four no hours, no breaks. Oh, that's... so like when you visit the old uh, pharmacy, we'll call it. When you visit the men, there. Yeah, you're there. I'm walking home. <laughs> I don't care if it takes me all day long. But see, here's, home. here's the rub. We both get to choose, and I choose hold hands. So now I'm walking home with you while holding hands. Now, which one would our listeners choose? And what, do we have to do both? Oh, yeah, the listeners would probably choose hold hands, I think. I uh, probably. We have listeners that live in, uh, we have a listener that lives in uh, Nam Penh, Cambodia. Wow. Steve. Mm-hmm. He's not walking home. Exactly. Did you ever have that friend that really underestimated distances when it came to walking? My buddy Alex is that way. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's just just right right around there. Uh Turn left. Four hours later, they're still walking. Yeah, right. Uh huh. I have a friend who lived near, like, right at the mouth of uh, of Parley's Canyon, right? Right on that uh, Parley's Way. You know what I mean? Right by the Walmart. Yeah. And he was downtown at the Gallivan Center. That took him a and while. And he was like, oh, I'll just walk. It's fine. It's not that far. I'm like, <laughs> was that three hours? No, it was like five. Oh, my gosh. And, and by the time he realized like it was going to take him five, he's the type of guy who was like, well, I came this far. How far into the, the trek out west of the Pioneers look at uh, Brigham Young and go, boy, you're bad at estimation. Dude, you said it was right around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> That was a month ago. And every day. Nope, that's not no, it no. yet. Has anyone seen further. the Donners? A little further. We got this. Just over that mountain range there. We'll be fine. All right. <laughs> but there you go. That's that's your would you rather. Gordon, you have a nice night. I'll you see you tomorrow, too, buddy. Jake. How are you going to spend it? Oh, sleeping. <laughs> Good idea. Sleeping as soon as possible. Austin's conking out as soon as this is uh, i got to go mow my grandma's lawn, actually. Oh, boy. Ooh. You're a good man. You know what, though? At least not in the middle of the day mowing the lawn. It'll be a nice temp. You'll be good. It was planned that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Afterward, could you come over to my house and nope. mow my lawn?
We'll talk to you tomorrow on the big show, 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.